Welcome to Deep Americana. On this episode, we'll have Josh interviewing Stu about sports, the ridiculousness of reality, um, you know, if there's even facts left in life, and what's going on in life. Alright, welcome to Deep Americana. I'm Josh with my buddy Stu today, and we're going to discuss sports amongst other things. Um, let's see, the first question I got for you, Stu. Um, we'll talk about, well, let's just delve into hockey real quick, because I know you're a big Dallas Stars fan. Are they playing tonight? What's that? Are they playing tonight? They do play tonight, yeah. I have a chance to walk up down tonight. Is it game six? It's uh, game six, yeah, we're 3-1. So that's good. Yeah, you know, Stars won in what '99, and um, yeah, I was actually uh, packing my house to move to Indiana. Wow, that was a long time ago, I guess. Yeah, '99. Yeah, well, I can't even remember. Like, do I think that was when I was moving out of my parents' house for the second time? And then moving, I moved to an apartment that was like three blocks away, but that was actually pretty cool. I used, I took, a, I actually took my mom's old, you know, wagon or whatever, you, you know, like the old, like just a wagon. Yeah. And that's how I moved my some of my stuff. Like a like a radio flyer. Yeah, like a radio flyer. Oh God, like an actual wagon, not a station wagon. <laughs> That is some deep Americana right there, but it really is. <laughs> it, but you know, it was it was affordable, so you know that worked for something. I got no idea. But yeah, I think it's, so. The Stars are up three to two in the other series. Um, uh, no, three one. That's a uh, who's up? Is that the the Tampa Tampa's up? So we could have a Tampa Dallas um, Stanley yeah. Cup final that's played in what Toronto. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think they keep it all there, right? Yeah, well, because I know they're doing the they're doing the Western Conference games in Edmonton and the um, Eastern Conference games in um, in Toronto. So I, I just assume Toronto because that's where they have the Hockey Hall of Fame and all that. I'm not certain, but it just seems really kind of silly with two two um, two teams so far in the South to play so far north, but. You know, it's like I was talking about baseball. What happens if the Cubs and the White Sox end up in the World <laughs> Series and they end up playing it in <laughs> Arlington? <laughs> That'd be so funny. I think my mom would be pissed because she'd be like, great, there's the World Series here and I can't rent my house out for the week for whatever. <laughs> nobody's going to come be able to watch the games. That's right. Because <laughs> they still won't have fans. It's, it's brutal. Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, as a Red Sox fan, I've, after about the first game, I stopped paying attention. Because <laughs> I guess I should say after about the fourth game, I really stopped paying attention because they won the first game thirteen to one. So false hope for the Red Sox fans officially lasted one day. This might be the first year the Celtics actually don't finish their season before the Red Sox do. The way things are going, it's this has just been such a weird year to say the least. Yeah, 
to say the least. But anyway, yeah. So yesterday we started the National Football. Well, actually, it started on Thursday, the, the yeah. National Football League season. And the Chiefs beat up on the Texans again. I feel like call it a game, yeah. <laughs> it was a game in the first quarter. I mean, <laughs> but not for long. And yeah. then... Um, and then we had the full slate of games yesterday for the most part, although we got two Monday nighters tonight. Yeah. That's got to suck for you because I, mean, I don't know how much you care about um, Denver and Tennessee, but that's just such a late game out on the East Coast. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm probably going to go sit at the bar and have a hockey game in front of me and football on the side. Yeah, I mean, that sounds that, that's that's a good way to do it. You headed up to the yeah. mouse trap, probably. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's like the biggest thing. I was really looking forward to going up to the mouse trap at some point this year, but alas. Yeah, I know, right? But you well, know, I always, always welcome. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like oh, I guess I could drive from Denver to Indianapolis to go to a bar for four hours and then drive right back. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Why don't you justify if you get to stop off in, uh, like, Kansas City and Fayetteville and Nashville on the way? <laughs> yeah, you know, that might not be so bad, but, um... <laughs> I was really looking forward to that run this year, you know? Yeah, that was looking like a really dope run, but, you know, it, it'll still be there next year, hopefully. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully. Assuming the venues aren't all shut down and all that, but, um... I. I have to think at some point, maybe after we have the election, that Congress will step in and fix that issue because it, everybody's clamoring for it on the internet. So, yeah, uh, like save our stages. Absolutely, save I our mean, stages. Can you imagine a world without music. Oh, God. Yeah, it wouldn't. I mean, a world without live music. I mean, we've kind of been dealing with it temporarily. I mean, everybody's playing on the internet and. We got to really burning the country down. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just it, you know. Like, you think these forest fires are just caused by, you know, like the world is angry right now. Like, the yeah. earth is physically angry at at, at the situation. I, I, it sounds ridiculous, but I don't know. I really think we just need to build a synthetic planet myself, but and then we could just <laughs> we could just leave the earth to farming and industry. And then move all this stuff, you know, like, and then they, I don't know, we'd have everything automated down here on the, on the earth. And then we'd have the, the synthetic planet or whatever to just kind of live. Have a little moon party, dance party. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's my goal. Like maybe that's where we're, we're going wrong. It's like, you know, I was hoping to have live music on, on, uh, on the moon by the end of the decade, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, any sort of permanent structure on the moon between now and then will be pretty wild. Not in itself. But, uh, yeah, so, so football yesterday actually went, I mean, it looked a little sloppy at times because, you know, these teams haven't, they've been practicing to some degree, but there was not a proper off season. Um, yeah. You know, they, there were no preseason games, which is just... I mean, I kind of like that because preseason games are horrible to watch anyway. But the yeah, players right. need them. 
They just I mean, just... they really don't need four. It seems like after two, they pretty much got their... No, I think two would be enough. And I think this might be where they say, you know what, two will be the way to go in the future. Plus, since they're already going to have a 17-game schedule next season, it just seems inevitable that they delete one of the... one of the... Um, at least one preseason yeah. game, and they might as well just yeah. do two because... I thought that's kind of what they were pushing for. It was like, all right, we'll make it an 18 game season and only have two preseason games. Well, I think they've got like, they've got it set up now for 17 games, which doesn't make any sense to me from you know from like a math, math perspective. Yeah, and they're going to add one game to the schedule. I don't know how that works, but um, but yeah, so there's that. That's good. It's good stuff, though. I mean, it's good. I, I think a, a longer NFL season is not a bad thing, but I'm a big football fan. If it were up to me, they'd have 24 game seasons and each team would be, each team would have two quarterbacks and they just kind of alternate, you know? It'd be more like baseball where they have yeah. you know, five different starting pitchers or whatever. Or good That's teams have five starters. It would totally add to the strategy because if you had two completely different quarterbacks, you know, like one that's more of a runner and then another that's more of a passer, you know, like, teams would have to totally adapt. Oh, God, like, if, uh, if Brady had stayed in uh, New England and they had, like, Brady or Cam, like, who do you prefer for? Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, you know, teams would probably, teams could potentially pick which quarterback to use based on the team, the defense they're playing. Yeah, exactly. It would be wild. It, it would be a whole new, it would literally be a whole new ball game. And, you know, I don't think that they'll ever, that, that that would ever happen. I mean, at least not in the near term, maybe in 10 or 15 years or something like that. But, I mean, one one new game, one more game will be interesting next season. But this season, I mean, just based on what I watched for week one, and I didn't get to watch all the games, obviously, because I didn't go out or anything like that. But, um, you know, I watched a lot of that um the Packers and the Vikings, and that one kind of surprised me because I thought, although that's a whole other thing, the home field advantage is so less than it used to be. Yeah. Even if they're piping sound into the stadiums or whatever, it's just not, and I read about that too. Apparently, they've, you know, they've archived NFL film footage or whatever from years past. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, just sounds and, and, you know, like multi-channel, you know, like, it's intense, but and they got a guy pushing buttons or whatever. I'm guessing it's probably pretty similar to what they ended up doing or what they're still doing in the Premier League and uh, and most soccer in Europe right now, because they're not really having a whole lot of fans in the stands for those games yet. But um, so yeah, they just got like a they got a DJ or whatever, you know, piping in the sound, and <laughs> they do a decent job. But it's you know it's just not it's not a real home field advantage, I don't think, for most teams. Chiefs, the Chiefs looked like they, they had a little something going with their, you know, what, 18,000 or whatever people they had there. Yeah, what was that? That was Jacksonville? Jacksonville had fans too. Like, and, and Jacksonville, Jacksonville played the Colts? Yeah. Yeah, so you probably watched that game. I did. Yeah, tell me about that one because I didn't really get to see it, but I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm talking to somebody from Florida. And 
Kids? That's kind of what I thought when I looked at the Detroit game. I looked over and I saw Stafford handing it out to Adrian Peterson. I was like, what? <laughs> Those guys are still in the lead? Peterson looked great. I can't say yeah. it's the Colts, really. Then Marlon Mack, you know, went down early. That didn't help anybody. Well, I just thought, thought Jacksonville was trying to tank this season and they still beat the Colts. So that's. That's what that's what they were saying is that the, the Jacksonville's trying to get you know trying to get a high draft pick, but Gardner Minshew or whatever he's having he's actually a better quarterback I think that people are giving him credit for or at least he just played out of his mind yesterday. Hard to say uh, which, but it's kind of how he looked all last year too. He came out of nowhere last year and just kicked the ass. Um, seems to just picked up right where he left off. Despite them cutting, I mean, because they like cut or just traded away like six starters. Right. I just I don't know. I mean, I kind of understand that more and more in baseball, I guess, than football. But it just seems like with football, that you know, you're getting a good draft pick is great, but like you're gonna have seven draft picks unless you know you trade them all away or whatever. So you're you're gonna have chances. For decent players, regardless of where you end up in the draft, it's not. Yeah, like, especially now, there's more talent than ever before in the colleges, you know. Absolutely. And um, but yeah, I think it'll be an interesting season. I, I mean, if I were if I was betting, I would have probably bet on the Chiefs just because they've got the most continuity, and. Yeah. But I think that they're gonna they're gonna have a challenge. Baltimore looked really good yesterday, but they played Cleveland, so yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> well, and it's the same to be said for Cleveland, you know, because they they looked like crap yesterday, but but they're playing Baltimore, so you know, it's week one is it's especially without a preseason. It's really yeah. difficult to gauge these teams because the Patriots looked pretty good yesterday. Cam Newton had probably best day in like, you know, two or three seasons, but he hasn't played. Got a real coach. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ron Rivera could hear that, Stu. Yeah, I hope he feels it. And, and they're 1-0 now, the, the his yeah. Washington football team. No, that's right. He went to Washington, didn't they? Yeah. Damn it, I can't talk shit then. Washington's in first place going there. Yeah, Washington's in first place because they're the well. The, the, the Giants haven't played, but the the Steelers lose to the Giants tonight. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Man. shocked. Pittsburgh's five and a half point favorite, so we'll see. <laughs> well, they're playing. They're playing in Jersey, right? Although again, yeah, it's not yeah, the same. It's not the same home field advantage, but it's right. still, I mean. I, I still think that there's got to be at least some comforts to playing at home and that you don't have to travel and all that. Yeah, I got like a half hour drive in from the city or whatever, as opposed to having to fly. Pittsburgh's not that far from the city, so. Yeah. No, it's still it's still staying in a hotel and like yeah. I, I can imagine with the the COVID protocols or whatever, it's nothing like they're used to. 
You know, because they can't just go out and hang out and do whatever it is they want to do at nighttime or whatever. I'm sure they all had curfews anyway, but yeah. but it's still, I mean, it's different, you know. It, and there's, especially being week one, you know, it's it's just, they're not used to any of this yet. But well, it's, it's, it's the uh, people's... I mean, uh, somebody got cut from, I read somewhere somebody got cut from violating COVID protocol. I think that was NBA, though. I don't know. I think that was the NBA. That was um, that was a player house for um, Houston. But as it turned uh, out, Houston lost yesterday, and so they're out of the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Maybe uh, that was kind of his thinking, you know, going in anyway. And I've heard rumors that there's all sorts of nonsense taking place in the NBA bubble, but they're just rumors. So uh, I'm sure hotel staff probably loving that. <laughs> Man, I can't even imagine how much money Disney's making off all that, but it probably just offsets the cost from not having nearly as many people at their theme parks this summer. Yeah, right. You know, this is this is the world of 2020 where you, you don't just expect the unexpected, like you plan on it, and then it come and then it turns into something else, and so all your plans are completely screwed. Oh uh, yeah, I just noticed all the uh, basketball games are on ESPN too. So Disney's getting all the money from the NBA. They're gonna make sure that happens. Well, TNT still got coverage as well, so Turner's getting involved in that. But you know, like they had to play those. They had to play those regular season games to finish out the, to like get to seventy or so games, just for the contracts, because if they don't play a certain amount of games, then the NBA has to pay the has to pay the um, the networks a bunch of money or whatever, because they didn't fulfill their contract. Which is, yeah, I was just supposed to make all that money off ad revenue. If they don't get that, they're gonna get it somewhere. Yeah, and. It's just, you know, I mean, I don't know what's going to, I just read that the earliest next season will start now will be Christmas. And that's the earliest. It might not even start till January or something like that, which, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do an 80-game season or an 82-game season for basketball next year. Surely they cut it back a little bit. And, you know, like ever since 2012 where they had the strike, and they played a 66-game regular season, I said, this is how every NBA season should be. Yeah, that was nice. Because the playoffs are so much more important with, you know, 16 teams going in that, you know, they eliminate half the teams or whatever for the playoffs. So why do they need to play an 82-game season? And it's all about money, but it's just, you know, it's... It's just, you don't need to play 82 games of a regular season if you're going to play a two-and-a-half-month-long playoffs. It's just unnecessary. I still can't believe the Nuggets are still in it. <laughs> yeah, the Nuggets are still in it. I think they play game seven tonight? Um, I think it's, it should be tonight. It should be tonight because... It the Boston Miami series starts tomorrow. So. That's correct, yeah. That much I do know, and... Um, uh, yeah, it's on Game 7 tonight, 9 o'clock. Yes, yeah, Sweet. 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. So the rest of you can hear on that. Football, basketball, and hockey. It's, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's completely nuts. Yeah, we've got all the major sports going on at the same time, and that's 
I don't think that's ever happened before. I mean, sometimes you'd have basketball and hockey preseason going on the same time as baseball playoffs. And um, it's usually like a magical week where it's like preseason, and, uh, but you actually have like playoffs and like meaningful games all happening at the same time. It's, I don't think that's ever happened. No, I think this is another one of these situations of another 2020 unprecedented moment. <laughs> Well, but the way things are going, a lot of this is probably going to happen again like this to some degree. I mean, I don't know what they're planning to do with baseball next season, but I would imagine they'd probably try to have a pretty full season, you know, so that because they're going to end like around, you know, around the same time they do because they had such a shorter season this year. And the next year, they'd probably try to do like a regular, you know, schedule. So the playoffs in October and all that. And then they'll be back on track. But with the NBA and the NHL, probably not starting until around, you know, late December or January, we could run into this whole situation again. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. It's just, it's so much going on at once. It's like, Plus, you know, for me, like I'm watching a lot of a lot of soccer too, and that season just started this past weekend, and they just finished in July. No, they well normally they take you know they get a couple of months off, but the situation is, for at least the European players, they're they've got the their big um, national you know international tournament where they play the national teams play the Euro, which was supposed to happen this past summer, but it got postponed to next summer. So they got to have their seasons finished by like May or something like that. So they have time to recoup and then practice with their national teams to get ready for that, for the, for the Euro tournament. So everything's just, everything's all out of whack, but it's slowly coming back to some semblance of normal. Whatever that may be. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we just saw... We we just drove our cars into a parking lot to go watch two you know to watch music, to watch live music and then not hang out with anybody. Yeah, I felt bad because I had I was B section and what you guys were premium. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's rough because you were literally like three cars away from us. <laughs> oh god! I was hurting that day. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't think I got out of the car the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, you know, it's you're right there, and I will say this much: under the circumstances, the sound was really good. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounded great. When the wind wasn't blowing the speakers away from us. Right. I mean, yeah, and it was windy, but, you know, this is, it's the Chicago area, so it is the windy city. Yeah, well, it's that. I had some buddies waiting in the back. They were complaining about the, uh, every time a train would go by, that's all they could hear was the train. I didn't notice that the first night, because we were, I think, third row from the back, but I was just, I was just happy to, I was just happy to be there, to be honest. Right. It was a special moment. Uh, hopefully there's going to be some more of those. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean... I'm just going to see Billy Strings up there this week. Oh, yeah? 
That should be good. Yeah, I caught Billy Strings with Humphreys back in um, in February in Asheville, and that was just amazing. Yeah, she's yeah. That was a that was a special that was real special, especially since it turned out to be the last shows I saw for you know six months or whatever. So at the time, I didn't know that because at the time. I was still thinking that this whole COVID thing was similar to like what happened with SARS in I think 2003, where the media hyped it all up and then nothing happened. Well, like, yeah. you know, I think there were like a handful of Americans that got sick from that or whatever, and I think most of them were on the West Coast. But I forgot about our lack of leadership. <laughs> uh, well, the pandemic response to him, and then was. Surprised at our response to the pandemic, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll team for that before you kill that. That sounds about right. Bono's coming out saying that he's intentionally downplayed it and all this, like those interviews with Woodward, like, come on, man. This is a guy thinking Nixon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I, I can't even get into the, the lunacy of having a reality TV star as our president, but this is what happens, you know. They wanted to try it out. Okay. <laughs> Failed experiment. Yeah, we'll see. We might get four more years of it, but. Uh, we might. The establishment's killing us, man. Pete Townsend said it best, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Same as the old boss. That song is 49 years old. Wow. <laughs> it really is. But uh, one thing I wanted to discuss with you is something I notice a lot that happens nowadays, um, especially in the era of the internet, and it, it concerns sports, but it really concerns anything, it, what I would refer to as pre-shit talking. Where people talk shit about something like while it's going on, but it hasn't finished yet. And I guess I think the um, I noticed this a lot yesterday with the um, with the Saints fans, and I'm thinking the Saints ended up winning yesterday and beating Tom Brady's um, Buccaneers, but it just seems to me you know I've watched Tom Brady come back in a million games. And I think yeah, they would have right maybe had a shot had that um, that kickoff return fumble or whatever where they lost the ball. They, they may have had a shot if that hadn't happened. But I just kept thinking yeah. to myself, well, I thought of it, the Super Bowl, where the 49ers, you know, their whole team or whatever was celebrating that when they got the when the defense got the touchdown and, you know, it's like a third quarter or whatever, and they got Mahomes just, you know, licking his chops, waiting to see what's going to happen, you know, like, oh, well, now I'm, you know, now I have a chance to be a legendary quarterback. Yeah, he's going to see what he did the previous four games, guys. Right. <laughs> it's just, I don't get it. It's like, I mean, I, I'm all I'm all for celebrations in the end zone and all that, but, and, and a lot of it's not even just them, it's, it's everybody watching the game. Oh, I'm going to post this picture and, you know, we're going to win this game. And then you, but you might not. So you might want to watch how much, you know, how much crap you talk before the, before the game's over. Uh, 
No, no, no. That's completely. That's that's completely separate. No. No, no, no. no. That's right. That's that's absolutely right. I mean, it it starts. It it stops when when the team wins, and the next day it's like, well, we're getting you next season. Absolutely right. Yeah, I, mean, I just feel like that at these days. Like, uh, it's just kind of a of shit talk in general. It, it's really gotten that way, and it's it's really kind of a shame because, you know, I used to think of the internet as like being a place where we could learn stuff and like you know, um, you know, like you'd communicate with our friends and meet new friends and all that stuff, but it's just. I don't know. I think everybody, it's like on the one end, they take it, take everything too seriously. And on the yeah. other end, they don't take it seriously enough. If that makes any yeah. sense. They're not taking the right things seriously, maybe. And it's just, it, and how everything in America has turned into a political argument from, you know, oh, who your favorite baseball team is to like, you know, whether or not you wear a mask is it, just... It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it make I understand how it happened, but to a point. But what I don't understand is just the continual, and it is an election year, and I think that the media is really, you know, media has basically turned turned um, politics into America's national pastime, which uh-huh. is a real shame. <laughs> because no one knows how to play. One of armchair constitutional scholars that. <laughs> Didn't do very well in high school. We're assuming it all now. <laughs> uh, it's just, and, and media has become such a thing now where it's just, it, it, it's like you're either you're either in this echo chamber or you're in that echo chamber. And there's no, there's so little, like, we're going to have, like, the McLaughlin group. Remember the McLaughlin group? You ever watch that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's not on TV anymore. I don't know. He might be dead. I'm not well, sure. Was it off on Larry? I believe it. Yeah, they're both dead now. Yeah, it's 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 all you know. And that's just it. It's like you had all these great journalists, you know, and now they're gone. But and those guys got into arguments. I mean, don't get me wrong, but those guys were civil. Oh <laughs> yeah, well, my God! Listen here, you bald fuck. Fuck you, fat boy. <laughs> I mean, now it's Excuse just. Excuse me, sir. I'm talking, sir. <laughs> exactly. It was respectful and based on facts, not emotion, you know, for the most part. That's terrible. It was like uh, on Thursday night when they had the moment of silence and at uh, the, uh, the Chiefs game, uh, you know, for all those affected by violence. The people booing it and posting, like, oh, keep your politics out. Like, since when is not wanting to get shot in the face political? Or, yeah, it, it, that that part really blew my mind, and I saw some meme where even the NFL was getting into it, and like, you know, like, th- this is not the place, because people were, you know, the NFL posted about that, and then a bunch of people just got on there and said, well, I'm never watching the NFL again, and blah, 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 and it's like, for starters, you're lying, you're going to watch the NFL all yeah, season so long, and if what you... What else are you going to do? 
Yeah, especially now. There's just not a lot going on. I mean, even as the, the reopening continues, it's it's not the same, you know? Yeah, I tell them to read a book, and it's like, what's, what's a book? Right, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. People don't read books nearly as often as they used to, and, you know. <laughs> Although, I don't know, I guess the last book I bought, which is actually kind of funny, I bought that Joel Cummings book on, you know, ways to become a successful uh, musician. And, and I almost feel like they have to rewrite that entire book now because everything's changed. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I keep meaning to tweet, tweet at Joel about that, but... Poor Joel writes the perfect book. Right in time for it to be completely worthless. think that I mean for me personally four more years of Donald Trump equals three more years for America <laughs> but in a lot of ways I think that the nation state in general has kind of run its course and that the coronavirus pandemic is is proof of why you know it we can't just have a bunch of countries deciding how we're going to do this and how they're going to do this. It's like when it comes to something that's a global problem, we have to come together globally. Yeah. I don't know what you think about that, but. Well, yeah, yeah. Easier to affect change locally and then grow from there. But everything's a wild card these days. This year, you never know. And nothing is guaranteed. Yes, that that is a, that is a, Absolute fact, if there are such things as facts in 2020. I think there are. I mean, there's still stuff that happens, and then it gets put in books, or at least, you know, they put stats up on the Internet, and those are facts. But everything's so skewed now, like, it's it's like I read, you know, I read a lot of different articles, and I try to read from both sides of the aisle when it comes to, when it comes to media, and then, like, you know, I take that and then I just kind of, like, push it together. And it's like, well, it's probably somewhere. It's not all this. It's not all that. It's probably somewhere in between. But it's so hard to find a, to find a, a like, a nonpartisan news source nowadays. That Yeah, it's like Reuters and AP, uh, NPR, but even that. That's just it. It's like everybody has an opinion, but so few of them are fact-based now that it's hard for me to just say, oh, well, I, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's more emotion than anything, you know. for a few months or whatever didn't really do anybody any good besides you know like keep the I mean, keeping the hospitals from like you know completely like like what happened in New York basically what? you know like that it came close in a lot of places where they had in Florida and Texas and I think even Arizona where they were close to capacity but usually what those states were doing they would dial down you know they they close bars early or close bars all together because it's always you know that's the first thing they want to do it's like well we'll just make it harder for people to drink <laughs> you know like in public 
And I get that to a point, but it's like, you know, maybe there are other things we could do too to kind of, you know, stem the, just control the amount of people that are getting infected and all that. But it just seems like that they're always like, well, you know, substance abuse, let's get right on top of that. That's the first thing. You know, and they're like, you're not getting on top of any of it because there's still, you know, plenty of people dying of opioid overdoses on a regular basis. So, I am up 30% since March. Wow. Fucking crazy. Well, it makes a lot of sense because people are depressed and all that. You know, like, I, I know I've been dealing with depression the last six months on and off, but like, oh, yeah. sports coming back really made a, really made it. For me, at least, it's like, well, now at least I got something to watch besides the talking heads all day. And, oh, God, right? And so now I hardly watch any news, and it's so much better because all I got to do is just sit around and watch basketball and football and, well, occasionally baseball. But like I said, I just can't get into it this year. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The Rangers suck. <laughs> I haven't yeah, I've noticed it. It sucks because, like, you know, they've got their new ballpark this year, and but, yeah. And then, you know, no fans get to be there. And I was talking about that whole thing last night about with um, the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. But they've been, oh, trying to, they've been trying to build that stadium since the, the late 80s or 90s, right? Yeah. 2020 comes around and they finally have it built. Fans aren't allowed. <laughs> and they're going to be paying for it for 50 years. I mean, it's a it's beautiful. That place is amazing. It really looked awesome on the television last night. I, I have to admit, and yeah. you know, maybe someday I'll get to go visit it. Hopefully for the World Cup in twenty twenty six, because that's where they're planning. Yeah. That's, really? I think that's where they're going to stage the final, if I'm not mistaken. But let's go. Yeah. World Cup tour twenty twenty six. How sweet would that be? <laughs> Yes, let's do it. It's only six years away, hopefully. Yeah, Assuming yeah, everything doesn't get delayed yeah. another year. Or I mean, it's hard to even imagine a World Cup being staged in America, Mexico, and Canada with the way things are going. But the interesting thing about 2026 is that's the 250-year anniversary of America. Uh, so it would be... Um, yeah, it's like, a, it's the quarter, the quad, the quadra millennial or something like that, because it's like a quarter of a millennium, which is really like longer than most countries ever exist <laughs> in, in, in like a normal form, but we'll see. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it because I wanted to go to Brazil in 2014. Semi-quincentennial. There you go. Also called the sesquicentennial or quarter millennial. Wow. We're some... Semi-quincentennial. Yeah, I just kind of like the quarter millennial. Yeah, quarter millennial is just easier to say. But, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's coming in 2026, and that's something I'm looking forward to more than almost anything else outside of, like, you know, maybe getting, maybe getting, like, regular shows and regular venues again. But... I mean, hope that should happen next year. Oh, uh, it'll be the 25th anniversary of 9/11. Oh, Jesus! Don't remind me. Oh man. <laughs> by then, I, I, by then I would think at least at least a couple people will have forgotten. <laughs> you say you never. 
Took the old zone, it's like knock knock. Who's there? 911. 911 who? You said you'd never forget. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cheesy but yeah it's just it's like you never forget like who, how, how would you ever have the opportunity to forget something they rub in your face every 10 days all right i did some my mom posted something like like so people were like it seems like some people have already forgotten and i'm like, like laugh or smile to it and a bunch of our friends go like i don't know that's Stuart Conker person there blah blah I'm like, how could you ever possibly forget? It's in the media constantly. Like, anytime they want you to buy something, it's like, there's a bald eagle in the Twin Towers. Like, one well, of the darkest days in American history. I mean, it's like saying, forget Pearl Harbor, you know? It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. And, you know. And rightfully so. I mean, yeah. Well, when you think about, like, 9-11 and the implications of what, what took place over, like, you know, the, the following, like, where we went to war with Afghanistan... And then we went to war with Iraq and like, you know, how many Iraqi people were killed as a result of something they had absolutely nothing to do with. Right. If anything, it was Saudi nationals, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't see us going to war with Saudi Arabia anytime soon there, but I mean, they've got way too much oil for us to even consider that option. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. We don't need to be going to war with other nations. We need to be figuring out ways that we can all make money together in a, in a manner that, that doesn't exploit a, an entire group of people. And that's, I think that's what a lot of this is all about, whether it's, whether it's police violence or, you know, um, sweatshops in China. It's all about, like, trying to exploit a, a group of people or whatever so they can so the upper the upper crust the billionaires can make more money and at some point in time like and the difference is between now and 200 years ago when this sort of thing happened is that people are aware of it well as long as they put a cute little nickname or tagline like never forget or yeah. <laughs> well that's just it it's all marketing that's all everything is now. It's all marketing. It's like, well, how do we, how do we convince these people to work, you know, the, the slave labor or whatever and get paid, like, the smallest amount of money that they can get by with? Well, we'll just trick yeah. them into thinking it's, like, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, look what you've done. Look at the company you have built. Look, hell yeah, I'm so proud of myself. Like, good, you just hold on to that pride. Because if you sure not going to get any money out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, okay, one more thing I want to discuss, and we did sort of touch upon this with Texas and Oklahoma, but it's kind of something that I'm trying to be part of the theme of all of these um, podcasts that I'm doing, is I just get, talk about healthy rivalries. Yeah. And, like, you know... I think at least for us, but we're friends, so it's a little different. But like, yeah. there's a healthy rivalry like between Oklahoma and Texas, and both in football and in to a lesser degree in other sports, and more yeah. so just the people of Oklahoma and the people of Texas. 
and it's kind of interesting. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, man, it's weird. It's the first time I went to the fairgrounds for the, uh, I think it was the Red River shootout there. I've announced the Red River rivalry, which just rolls off the tongue. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fighting and stuff. It was weird. I didn't expect what, you know, the State Fair of Texas, you know, like, all right, the game's over. Yeah, we're drunk, but I like just trying to ride some rides and have fun. Good shit. There's people just, like, fist fighting. No, like, you know, being a Red Sox fan, like, obviously the Yankees and the Red Sox have that huge rivalry going on. And when I was in the Navy, um, they're, like, I knew Yankee fans or whatever, but, like, we were all tight, you know, because, like, we could, we worked together, we've been to war and all this other thing. So, like, you know, we had this, we had this bond, and it was like, when it came to sports, like, this was something that we could root for our thing or whatever, but it was... It was all like it, it was. It was respectful, and like to this day, I still, you know, you know, still be talking nonsense about the Yankees, and even if the Red Sox are horrible, but <laughs> it's like, well, if the Yankee, as long as the Yankees don't win the World Series, I really don't care. <laughs> but if the Yankees win the World Series, I'm going to be very upset. But like, there have been instances with that rivalry where people have been killed. I mean, like in bars and stuff like that, it's very rare, and there's almost always, you know, excessive amounts of alcohol involved. But oh, of course. And that's that's almost always the case when it comes to just people being stupid and getting into arguments or whatever. There's almost always alcohol involved. And like most people, you know, I enjoy I enjoy a beverage from time to time, but you know, like I've seen I've seen firsthand what alcohol can do to people, the negative effects. So like you know, I try to. I try to throttle back, especially as I'm getting older now, you know? Yeah, it's uh, Hangovers it's aren't the same thing. <laughs> Just the hangover I get at 40 is not the same hangover I had at 25. And like, oh, God, no. I don't know how people do it. Like, I don't I don't know how these people become functioning alcoholics in their 50s and 60s. I'm just like, like, how do you do that? <laughs> I guess it probably has something to do with the fact that, that when they drink, if they don't drink, it, they feel worse. I guess it's similar to opioid addicts, like it gets that bad. And I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I've seen, it, I, I've seen people near and dear to my heart that have, that have dealt with these issues in the past. And have had physical alcohol addictions, and it's it's absolutely horrible. But yeah, so I guess on that note, kids, don't drink that much. Drink in moderation. Yeah. Enjoy your beer. All things in moderation, for sure. And then post your chug video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not chugging one. You're not chugging fifteen. That's right. Well. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right, Stu. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure doing oh, this sure. interview. Always, and um, it's always good. It's always good hearing your voice. I was so happy to see you last week. Yeah, but, man, I had a blast. It's, it's, uh, I wish we had more time together, but that's, I mean, that's the thing about having two weeks to plan. Fucking nobody gets to coordinate. 
Yeah. I guess that's kind of the point of the whole thing. But... I, I, I generally think it was, and that it, it, you know, that that cuts down on people just hanging out with everybody. And the whole thing is, if nobody's sick, it doesn't matter how many people you hang out with. But exactly. if one person's sick and that person's hanging out with everybody, then a bunch of more people are going to get sick. So, or a few people will get sick and a bunch of people will just carry it on to a bunch of other people, you know? Yeah. I didn't say how that works. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a real pleasure. And uh, this has been Deep Americana with Josh and Stu today. And I appreciate you listening. Thank you for listening to... Josh interviews Stu about sports, life, and facts. <laughs>